Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. On behalf of General Tire, where anywhere is possible, drivers, start your engines! up the crew and head out to Talladega Super Speedway for race weekend October 12th through 14th. Ticket holders for the 1000bulbs.com 500 can enjoy free camping in three different campgrounds around the track. This is more than a race. This is Talladega. At the floor of Bam Lounge A northern boy just soaking in the virtues of the south Driven down from Boston He left five feet of snow Takes after those white sugar strands to the Gulf of Mexico Waved his hands in the air He had his voice rose through the roof Spreading the message of his undisputed truth like an old-time revival, his old spirits gave him wings. He said, this is the promised land, it's one of the hardest things in me. If you get that special feeling that goes deep into your bones, if you've been moved by power grooves coming out of muscle shows, Y'all have down here Smoky days and dreamland ribs Watch out when I go big Hank's first place in Montgomery And you know he saw the light Ain't nothing like those sweet magnolia nights In the tight curves of a southern girl In those town day nights Alabama gang from Hewittown A rocket city ride
It's Monday night and it's time to get rowdy. Catch up on this week in ARCA and NASCAR with news and comments. Plus, you never know who will stop by for a visit. Right here on the Rowdy Maglite Show. Here's your weekly radio duo, Rowdy and Mark. Possibility, ladies and gentlemen, we're having a slight technical difficulty. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. Thank you. Thank you, Mark, and uh, welcome back to the Rowdy Maglad Show. Uh, <laughs> I knew that it worked. That, that's exactly right. You come in there just right, and welcome to uh, our Labor Day show. And I guess happy Labor Day, guys. Yeah, Rowdy, I'm uh, uh, sitting back with my coffee ready to get Rowdy tonight and talk about the racing we saw this weekend. And uh, a happy Labor Day. I hope everybody had a safe and wonderful Labor Day and uh, uh, celebrated in the right way. Well, let's, uh, while we're starting, to uh, give a shout out to Logan Seavey winning that uh, up there at the coin. Hey, another yeah, thing, listen, first-time winner, He was, he's first-time winner, but another great shout-out, and we just talked about it, Mark, before we went on the show, was, uh, hey, what about the Kennels, man, in that number 69? Second place. Uh, nobody had thought of it at the beginning of the race, Rowdy. The Kennels had really struggled, unfortunately. But whatever they found, I hope they have it bottled and they can use it for their next race because – that was a heck of a run for them. It, it sure was, uh, Mark. Uh, I, I, you know, he he was leading, and uh, I, I don't know how. He, well, you got a dirt ringer come in there. Logan's not a bad driver on dirt. You know, he did great at Springfield, and uh, in a Venturini Motorsports car. So how can you go wrong? No, it, that that's tough. The uh, the Venturini is really know the setup for dirt. Uh, they know the drivers to put in their cars. Who's going to do well? Uh, he, uh, Mr. Stevie, did very well at, at Springfield. So I'm not surprised to see him come back and do as well as he did at the coin and pull off the win. Uh, but I guess the surprise of the race, like you said, Rowdy, was uh, were the Kimmels finishing second and. Uh, you know, just got. I can't give a big enough shout out to them, and uh, hopefully we'll have Logan on next week and uh, or next week on the show, Rowdy. Well, hey, listen, it was a great race weekend. The weather was perfect, uh, and you know, anytime track enterprises involved, you know it's going to be a great show. And and uh, congratulations for for another great two series races for the uh, tracks. Track Enterprises, they, they just keep bringing it on. And we, like we talked to Adam last time, they do six races for ARCA each year. And uh, I always look forward to seeing them because I know what, they're putting on a great show. 
Well, Rowdy, you know, next week is the sixth race by Track Enterprises for ARCA. And uh, it's a doubleheader weekend at Lucas Oil Raceway in Brownsburg, Indiana. And uh, formerly known as Indianapolis Raceway Park, IRP for us oldies, but goodies. And, uh, yeah, we're we're looking forward to it. Uh, uh, we, we wish we had more information than the winner from today's race on, but they're all in transit at this moment. It was a little difficult to coordinate that to, for them to do a, a, a live show today. So we're going to get it put together. We'll talk with them next week. Uh, we got a whale of a show tonight. We may have a few surprises for you. We're, that's what we're hoping for, folks. That's right. Well, uh, as you was talking, we're going to uh, Lucas Oil, back over to Lucas Oil. And, uh, Mark, that really gets started. This is another one of those one-day shows, kind of cut down the cost of uh, motels and and the rest of expenses that go into a two two-day and three-day show. So uh, actually, it gets started. Friday, this hey, it's a short turnaround. Here it is Monday, and they're racing Friday night. Not much time to get ready. No, and that's is. us. That's not the only time they've done that this year, too. No, you know, that actually what was supposed to be a eleven race stretch, but turned out to be a rain out and a ten actual ten race straight in a row. But that's uh September the seventh and uh Mark the looks like the garage is gonna open at ten AM and uh it's gonna be another I, math. I will, I will probably be there shortly after the garage opens, Rowdy. So that's going to be a uh, actually before the thun and we talked about it. Adam Mackey, the Thunder Roadster feature is going to be at seven o'clock that night. Yeah, we have to look for our good friend Bob Lemons. Uh, I have to check in with him on uh, uh, Friday night too, and uh, it's important that we do because we want to have him on for a, a show later in the year and talk a little about about Winchester Speedway. So and and the roadsters, he's he's one of the men behind the roadster series. So uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll track Bob down and get him set up for later in the season. Well, this is all Eastern uh, time uh, that we're giving you here. Uh, the Arca Racing Series presented by Menards in their 66th year. Actually, they'll do uh, driver's introduction at 8:30 with a race starting the. Uh, Start of the Shore Lunch 200 at 9 Eastern Time, Mark, 8 Central. And that is going to be a MAV TV with Jim Trudeau and uh, Bob Dillner, I believe, is going to be the two anchors. I believe you're right, and I think possibly uh, Mike Wallace covering the pits, so, or he has in the past. So we're, we're – uh, if you get MAV TV, you're going to get good coverage and, and good play-by-play with the, with the announcing team they have there. And uh, luckily for me, I'm going to get to be there, Rowdy. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, one of my favorite racetracks to go to. It's a couple hours drive for me, and I'll be there Saturday also for another a race that Track Enterprise is promoting. And uh, really looking forward to it. 
Well, it being Labor Day, Mark, it's a little difficult on some of our guests to uh, call in on Monday nights because, like we were talking earlier, you know, they just have got out of the cars, and uh, I, I'm sure they're not even all loaded up yet because it's uh, not – people think when the race, the flag drops, the drivers go home, but it's a, there's a lot of work, preparation goes into being able to leave the track. It's amazing how quickly they do get packed up and out of there, Rowdy, compared to what they, you know, with what they have to do. Uh, the uh, Move the haulers back into a staging area and then come back out, load them up. Uh, it just all takes time and coordination, and they do a really great job of it. Well, I've got Todd here. Uh, Todd's been, Todd kind of works with the ARCA group. And, Todd, you had a little contest tonight. You want to talk a few minutes about that and who won it? Yeah, I figured since it was Labor Day weekend and there was an ARCA race on, I said, what a perfect time to do a giveaway. So I uh, put a post in a group and asked what year Rowdy Maglite radio show started. And Lisa Green had got it with 2016. And and just to back that up, we started February the 2nd. That was, uh, we, the timing was to try to get the show started before we went to Daytona that year, which uh, we were successful on that one. Weren't we just in Daytona, Rowdy? Man, it, it, it wasn't long ago, was it, guys? It doesn't seem like it. And like I said, <clears throat> excuse me, next week we're we're running the final track enterprise event of the year for, for ARCA. Uh, I know they have other races going on, and I, I hope to maybe get to a few of them. And uh, go check out their website. And after the Indianapolis race, uh, we have Salem and then Kansas City, and the season's over. It's the banquet, R.I.P. show. Yep, Sue, you got then it. It's test- we will, then it's testing. We will be there. Yeah, then January is testing the Daytona, February the 9th, you know, of uh, 2019 is race night at, back at Daytona again, February the 9th, 19 or 2019. <laughs> As always, we're there a couple of days ahead of time to check out practice. We'll probably be there February 7th checking out all the action. So we can report it on the show to all our loyal listeners. 2019. Another year older, Rowdy. We're getting another year older, but another year better. Well, uh, Mark, you was at Dale's Race, Raceway Park this weekend, uh, nice-looking track for the pictures you've seen. And you, they put on a whale of a race this weekend there, didn't they? They, they did, Rowdy. Uh, it's about a three-and-a-half-hour drive for me from my uh, home base, and uh, which is nothing compared to some of the races we go to, Rowdy. We <laughs> uh, got up there. Uh, my family, my father was born and raised in Wisconsin, Dells, Wisconsin. So I stopped in, saw some family, just made the the trip even better. 
Uh, it's hard to leave, though. Uh, you're sitting, you're visiting, and you're catching up on everything, and the next thing you know, you have to leave. But I did. I got to the track. Uh, they had 27 super late models, uh, a good amount of mid-American cars and a good American modifieds, good car counts, saw some good racing, 100 laps, checkered, uh, green to checker, uh, Johnny Sauter, current truck champion and, and reigning truck champion and uh, multi-time truck winner, was able to pull it off and uh, led all 100 laps. And it wasn't an easy win, Rowdy. Uh, he he had a fight for it. He had more than one contender. And uh, uh, the second-place finisher, Jonathan Island, a uh, former champion in the series, gave him all he could handle. And he handled it and was able to pull off the win. Uh, hard, hard win. No no easy feat by any means. And uh, uh, enjoyed it immensely. The uh, Arkham Midwest Tour is probably one of the best uh, short track touring series in the country, period. Uh, Mark, I tell you, you know, these, little, these small tracks, some of them you go to, well, most of them, you've went to several tracks this year, Wisconsin. I mean, the hotbed of racing. Well, we've talked about it before on the show, Rowdy, and uh, we're going to get you up to there one summer and let you enjoy some of the benefits of, you know, living up north in the summer. Uh, dirt, asphalt, drag strips, uh, tractor poles, uh, anything automotive-related. Uh, you can see it during the summer in Wisconsin. They have one of the largest tractor poles in the in the nation uh, that draws thousands and thousands of people, and, and the money they pay out is incredible in Toma, Wisconsin, every summer. Uh, they have the short track events, as you mentioned earlier, that uh, Jeff and I have been able to hit through the through the year. Uh, Madison, Kalkana, uh Golden Sands, the Dells. Uh, there's just so slinger. Uh, there's just so many tracks you run out of. You know, you can't remember them all. Well, uh, I'm just glad that y'all are able to cover that end of the other country, Mark. That's uh, you know, for us being based out of Alabama, and then we're covering Wisconsin. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Well. It was fate we met up in, you know, midway between ourselves and uh, Nashville that time, Rowdy. And uh, although I haven't been on the show since the very beginning, it's been pretty close. And I feel uh, I've helped it grow, and we both helped it grow. And and, uh, being able to cover it uh, live every weekend uh, because the racing is up here has been my pleasure. Trust me. Well, Mark, you know, we got, uh, we're kind of thinking Johnny Sauter might be able to call in. Of course, you know, it's uh, here we're back into this Labor Day thing. And, uh, but our next guest, I know we're, com- we're confirmed on him as a young man. And we've been lucky enough to bring some, some kids. And, and listen, I'm 63 years old, and this is no disrespect when I say kids, but when you're, uh, under 16, you're a young man. And, uh, we got Austin Edwards calling in from, he's uh, a young man from California that's got high hopes. And uh, 
He's he started out with a big bang, and we're going to listen to uh, some of his goals and expectations in, in racing and looking forward to having him on at 7.35 Eastern time. Oh, looking forward to it, Roddy. We always like these younger drivers on, and you know what? They're all younger drivers for you and I now, so... Uh, but 13 years old, driving a super late model. We've, we've seen it with Chandler Smith and Arca right now, Christian Eckes. Uh, Golden Creed is a California boy, and so is Zane Smith. So, yeah, we we kind of lose track because of geographical differences of some of these younger drivers on the other side of the country. But uh, Somehow somebody finds out about the Rowdy Maglite show and gets a hold of us and wants their driver to be on the show. And for the most part, we're happy to reciprocate. Well, and, uh, well, you know, just like when we met Chandler Smith when he was 13, and uh, Chandler's been on twice, if not three times, and in, in winter's circle, too, guys. So uh, looking forward to having Austin calling in here at 7.35 Eastern time. and. Uh, Talk a little racing with us. Well, we had another young race around a couple of weeks ago uh, uh, when uh, Jeff and I went up to that new track in Wisconsin we'd never been to before, and it was an ARCA Midwest Tour race, and Carson Koppel pulled off the win. And uh, he he battled and passed a lot of really good cars to, to get that win. And uh, I think that's somebody we're going to see in the near future and hear about in the new future too, Rowdy. Uh, he, he's a talent, and uh, we, we've been lucky to get all these younger talents on the show, and we're going to keep trying to get all these younger talents on the show. Uh, we uh, we enjoy it as much as you guys listening to it enjoy it. Well, you know, Mark, all we got to do is hang around long enough, and these uh, dry, young drivers are going to be uh, next thing we know, they're going to be Saturday racers, and then all of a sudden we're going to look up and we're going we're going to see Sunday drivers. And I, I, all that's going to do is help us grow. And uh, we had Adam Mackey. You know, I'm not sure. And, and Mark, you may know who uh, kind of informed us in on this, but next week we got a guy that had been on the rowdy maglite show two years ago he was a regular he won seven races in the championship and for what we understand through chad bryant is who we talked to last week about it uh chase briscoe is going to be in the number 22 car for cunningham motorsports at lucas Oil. Yeah, that was the, that was the big breaking news last week. Rowdy was uh, they're pulling out the number twenty-two and to put somebody of uh, Chase Briscoe's uh, stature in the car. Uh, that that's a that's a possible winner there, and and uh, that's just another tough competitor to add to the already tough competition. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, and I want to thank Chad for coming on last week. Uh, you know, like he said, he he did not like to to do that, but now as an owner, he has to. He knows he has to do that. Uh, it's a little tough, a little more of a decision when you're a crew chief, but now that you're a a car owner, it's uh, pretty much a necessity today. Yeah, tough call, Rowdy, and uh, we could have a forum set up and. 
go back and forth about the finish of that race. I'm just going to call it interesting. Uh, we 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 can't really choose a side. Uh, uh, as much as we're fans, as well as you know, doing a radio show, we have to remain somewhat neutral. So uh, he, it, it was yeah, it, it was a gutsy gutsy move on Chad's uh, part last week to to come on talk about it. Uh, made the show a heck of a lot easier for you and I, Rowdy. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, he 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 covered anything we wanted to ask. He covered before we even had to ask him. So uh, we appreciate him being on his openness, and uh, yeah, we want to have Chad on again and after his next win, and hopefully it'll be under different circumstances. Well, like you was talking earlier, uh, we've got three races left, Mark, and uh, finish up at Kansas Speedway at. Uh, well, I believe that's we talked about last week, isn't that uh, October the nineteenth? Boy, you got a good memory for being a sixty-three-year-old radio announcer. Yeah, that's exactly it, Rowdy. Uh, it's hard to believe that the season's going to be over in you know a month, month and a half. Yeah. Well. Uh, Mark, before we get here, we've got Todd. We we wanted to do one more hero card giveaway with a signature. I think it's going to be Christian Ekins, the winner of uh, well, Christian's won three races this year, if I'm not wrong, Mark. Two. Madison okay. and Springfield. Am I well, wrong? If you can, this is this is the question. And answered on on Arca the Arca group. Name one of the two guests that was on our very first show on the uh, 2016 year. Name one that we had two guests on that night. It was the very first night. I and I listened to the show. And, and I sound like a, a scared guy under a rock, but uh, I made it through it and. Uh, one of the things of the show that nobody knew was actually the crew chief called in. We we were lined up to have the driver, and the driver was coming in on on a plane that was delayed, and uh, the crew chief had to call. So if you can name one of those two dri- uh, two personnel ARCA members, uh, you'll get a card. Todd's got a card signed by Christian Ekins. Well, you know what, Rowdy? I have to be honest with you. Uh, at that time, I didn't know that the Rowdy Maglite show had even started. Bad on me, but I had not. And uh, so I'm interested to hear the answer. I know I'm not eligible, but good luck. I hope somebody does. Uh, well, Mark, it, it turned out. Luckily, they uh, both of my guests were great that night. Uh they they kind of I just shut up and let them talk and that and that was the best thing that could have happened that night. Well, you learned that was number one lesson, Rowdy. Is you are you ask a question and let them answer it, and uh, no matter how long it takes, and the longer it takes, the better you look. And that's what we found out, isn't it? Exactly. That's exactly right. Uh, well, guys, hey, 
And let's welcome our first guest to the show. All right, Rowdy. All right, guys. Hey, all the way from California. This young man's 13 years old with high expectations of being a Sunday driver someday. And uh, looking forward to hearing uh, his goals. Austin Edwards, driver of the number 18. Uh, I'd like to welcome him to the Rowdy Magalite Show. Welcome, Austin. Hi, how you guys doing? Doing great, Austin. Uh, California, man, that's... Uh, Seems now that in ARCA we've got several drivers from uh, California out there. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool out here. I I don't know what I would say because I've never been back east to really compare the two, but I actually been able to know a couple of the K&N drivers. I'm actually good friends with uh, Jesse Awuji. If you happen to recognize his name. Um, yeah, I've heard you guys uh, talk about Arca and stuff for the last little while. What's been going on there? Uh, well, Austin, kind of tell us how you got started, what age, and kind of tell us how you got to where you're at now. Well, um, I started racing when I was five years old in uh, go-karts. Then I moved my way from go-karts to bandoleros, and then I managed to be the youngest to um, drive a full-size Southwest tour truck at the age of nine. And from there, I started racing mini stocks um, when I was 11. And then just after that, I started driving my uh, junior late model to Madera Speedway. And then my home track, um, the Orange Show Speedway, allowed me to run with the adults. And from there, it's just been going on. I'm hoping to um, make it to the big ranks someday. So it's been going pretty smoothly so far. But um, as you guys would know, the next few ranks is when we're really going to have to get some good sponsorships and marketing partners to be able to make it up to the top. So. Well, uh, Austin, you know, that's the key to, to racing now is, is the sponsors, uh, you know, and, uh, you've got kind of a little, uh, deal that's kind of close to your heart, uh, on your project. It's a no kill. You're trying to raise money for a no kill center. Yeah, that's, um, something that I've been doing for four years now, um, called Yaps. It's a non-kill animal shelter that's really close in my area. But, um, yeah, what they do is it's exactly the same as a normal shelter. Well, I guess I wouldn't really say that. It's an animal shelter, but the dogs go there and they stay there until they go home. Plus, they get clean kennels every day and yard time and just pretty much everything that you'd want out of a shelter. So what I'm trying to do is well, first, raise funds and awareness for them. I've raised almost $20,000 for them in the last four years. But what I'm hoping to do, what the massive goal is, is to actually make it into a nonprofit and then go around the country and try to make more shelters non-kill because I don't just raise funds for them. I also go down there and help with the dogs. In fact, I've been able to actually rehabilitate six dogs that came in that were scared. So I see what these dogs are going through, going through the shelters, and I was just hoping to... um to make a difference there. Well, Austin, if uh, on a, several of our shows uh, that has actually come up, not the no-kill, but uh, the best pet comes out of a, a, a shelter. You know, they 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 know that the alternative is not good, and when somebody comes and picks them up, Mark's got a a, a pet the same way. I did the same thing, and. Uh, you know, 
I highly recommend if you if you're looking for a dog to go to a shelter and find one. Yeah, shelter dogs have definitely um definitely been the best from what I've seen and I've like I said, I'm not only raising funds but I'm also raising awareness. One thing that I've always done when I'm on radio shows is I tell people a little bit about what you could even do if you're not adopting a dog because at regular shelters like which are usually around the country, the normal shelters the dogs are usually just in their cages waiting to go home. But that what you can do is just figuring out a way to spend time with the dog, or you could even ask the people at the shelter to grab a leash and take the dog on a walk. They almost never say no. Or if you want to foster, that's a whole other thing, if you want to foster a dog, because another thing that I've learned is that dogs' personalities are two million times different when you take them to a home compared to the shelter. So... That's what I'm doing. I'm spreading awareness for anyone that's listening right now. There's multiple ways that you can help out your shelter. It's a great cause. If you can get involved in it, I highly recommend it. It's a very, very cool thing to get into. Well, Mark, you're live with Austin Edwards there. Thanks, Rowdy. Austin, welcome to the show. It's really a pleasure to have you on. Uh, Thanks for taking the time to be with us tonight. Oh, of course. Glad to be here. I think uh, one of the things that first perked me up when I heard about you and was listening a little bit and reading about you was was your activity with the uh, the shelters and uh, the animals. And uh, my wife and I have a shelter dog, uh, a rescue dog, who uh, ran the streets for about a half a year before she was uh, nabbed. And uh, she's the best, one of the best dogs we've ever had. We've had more than one, so... She, she's a sweetheart. And, uh, if, if you get a chance, go to the shelter, like Austin said, just walk them, foster them, adopt one. If you're looking for a, a pet, that's the best way to go about it. Because this is an animal that's going to love you to death the rest of their life. Are we still there? Yeah, we're still here. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it got quiet there for a second. Got real quiet for a well, minute. Yeah, sorry about that. That was probably my fault. But let's talk a little bit about your racing endeavors. Uh, what tracks do you run out on the West Coast? Uh, I, I know I saw Madeira. Uh, do you get to Irwindale or any of the others like that? Um. Uh, on the West Coast right now, being that I'm not 14 yet, I don't have opportunities to go to tracks that are bigger than a half mile yet. So okay. even when I go to Irwindale, I have to run on the um, the small track in the actual junior series, which to run the difference between the super lates and the junior late models is a 6,000 RPM rev limiter and a one-inch restrictor plate. Other than that, it's the exact same car. So the one place that I'm able to run the opens is at the Orange Show Speedway, and that's my home track. Um, my family's been there for a lot of years, and I was able to prove myself there, and that's the one track that I'm able to race against the opens because it's it's only a quarter mile. Anywhere else that I go, I go to um, Las Vegas at the bull ring out there that's right next to the big speedway. Um, I race the junior late models there. Um, like you said, Irwindale, I go on the small track and race there, and hopefully in the next year be able to go on to the big track. Um I've been to some other tracks in the Bandoleros, like Kern and Tucson, and 
miscellaneous places like that, but I haven't been able to race them in it super late yet because I'm not 14. But in this next year, when I do turn 14 in December, it's going to open up a lot more opportunities, and you're going to hear me racing at a lot more tracks here on the West Coast. Well, now I understand why I have not heard as much of your name as possible. Besides being so young, you're, you're, you're limited on your uh, exposure at this point. Uh, are you looking at the SRL uh, at all or, or open comp late model or, or just about anything you get behind the wheel on out there? Um, honestly, I would get behind the wheel of anything that I could, whether it be circle track or not. But um, right now, I mean... We're we're a low-budget team. We're just family, friends, funding the team. So PCS and uh, or SRL, I mean, PCS or SRL would be something that we'd have to get a little bit more funding to get into. But right now I'm doing all right in the junior late model and super late model series. So um, we don't really know what the next year is going to bring. We're just going to go with whatever and keep on finishing as good as we can. But, um, yeah, I, I guess we'll just see. <laughs> Any chances we may see you come east and run at all? Um, we were um, thinking about going east for um, the Myrtle Beach 250. Being that I'm not uh-huh. 14, I would only be able to run the 50-lapper on a Friday night, but that's still a 50-50 chance because, again, that's a lot of funding to be able to get out there. But, yeah, yeah. hopefully hopefully I'll be able to go out there. Um, it's still a 50-50 chance, though. They, I think that's going to be really fun. Just, just more exposure to another racetrack for you and, and more laughs in another place, and that's got to do good for you. It is. Um, like I said, I like getting experience in anything that I can. Unfortunately, I've only gotten to test a dirt car once. Um, that was a Ford Focus midget that I got to do one time. <laughs> Within 40 laps, I was already running second-place time. So dirt's something that I want to get back into. Um I've got my iRacing simulator in here, and I'm really good on road course and rally and pretty much everything on there. I mean, I, I like the circle track, and that's what I'm going to go for. But honestly, if you give me anything that has an engine in it, I'm going to drive it. <laughs> Just a two-racer or hundred sounds like, Austin. I'm going to turn you back over to Rowdy. Uh, I know he's got some questions. We want to find out about your, you know, social media end of it and your sponsorships. And uh, it was great talking to you. I have a feeling we're going to have you on again, and hopefully we'll see you on the East Coast eventually. All right. Awesome talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Mark. All right, man. Uh, Austin. On your simulator, uh, I know you, you're running some of the track, the NASCAR tracks. Which one's your best track on the simulator? What what have you got down the best? Well, when it comes to iRacing, I just got into the B class, so I've just recently started doing the NASCAR tracks. And actually, earlier today, I was racing Darlington and finally got a win in the Xfinity cars. And so far, that's my favorite track. It's the hardest to drive, but so far I think that's my favorite. And it, it's crazy what the simulator does because I remember even today it just gets your heart pounding. It's as close as you get to real life. So I don't know. I would have to um, tell you guys later if I come on the radio show later what my favorite track is when I run them all. But so far it's Darlington. And you know the drivers, 
that actually drive the track and then do the simulators say that everything is so close to being actual, the way they bring the lasers in and uh, get the track down to put it onto a disc. Yeah, that's what's awesome is just preparing for future tracks that I might go to if they have them on there. Like, obviously, if the crazy dream happens that I do make it to Cup or Xfinity and stuff like that, that I'm able to actually have, like, close to real-life practice on there. So I really like it, and I go on there whenever I can, whenever I'm not doing school or homework or um, volunteering at the shelter or obviously working on the car racing. You're pretty much uh, at 13. You're hands-on with a with a car right now, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Ever since I was five, I've just constantly been learning as much as I can. Um, when it comes to working on the cars, it's just me and my dad, and we've basically rebuilt these two cars in the last two months by ourselves. So, it's there are times, being that we have a family-owned business, that my dad isn't able to work on the cars. He's out running the business, so I'm there to work on my cars alone. Like, I remember, I think it was 2012 or 2013, probably 2013, my dad had to go run the business for a little while, and I was racing the Bandos, and I had to get it ready myself to be able to go racing at Irwindale. So it's definitely something that I like to have um, in my head, actually knowing how the cars work, because I know that's not something that the racers usually focus on sometimes, but I think it's really cool, and I think the racers should be able to work on their cars a lot. Well, hands-on experience is uh, hard to beat, Austin, and uh, time with your dad in the shop is priceless. I've uh, actually, a couple months ago, bought my two grandsons, which is uh, one's to be seven here in another month, and the other one's 10, and uh, we're going quarter quarter midget racing next year and we've spent a little time in the shop already but it's something we're going to spend the winter getting these carts ready for next year and uh we're all looking forward to maybe doing a little racing yeah, that's awesome i remember watching the quarter midgets doing their little three second laps hey tell them i said go fast turn left all right <laughs> <laughs> well austin uh where can they follow you? Well, let's talk about your sponsors, uh, I, I, the ones that's behind you now. Um, right now, I, like I said before, um, it's just family and friends that are helping us right now. We're completely going off of, and it's amazing. We have a lot of people supporting us, just no one that's really huge. Like, we don't have Stater Brothers or 3M or any big company backing us up right now. So we're just keeping on doing what we can, and we're doing all right. It's amazing what we have right now, but um, if I was able to list off a few, LJ Engineering has been a huge help. He's helped us pretty much anything that we haven't been able to figure out, we take to him, and he knows exactly what to do. Um, C&M and Lawns Electric have been a big help. Um, Toe Industries has been a big help too, along with Bergesons to actually wrap the cars for us, along with Avi Wraps who did an amazing job on the paint scheme. And I I could go on and on and on and on and on about how many people are helping us out, but that was probably the biggest ones that I could name off. Um oh. when it comes to my social media, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
Um, and I've also got my website. So if you want to follow my website, um, www.quickpause.support, you can learn more about my charity and more about my career and my goals. And then I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter again at First Place Ace, and you can follow me there. Well, Austin, I wanted to thank James for uh, kind of putting us both together here, all three of us tonight on the Rowdy Maglite Show. And, hey, we're looking forward to following you. Uh, go check out Austin's uh, Facebook page, man. The, your rap looks absolutely awesome on the car. Uh, number 18, Chevrolet. And, uh, hey, thanks for calling in tonight, and uh, happy Labor Day. And we're... We're excited for you and looking forward to keeping up with you. All right. It was great talking to you guys. Hopefully I can get on the radio show again soon. Happy Labor Day. Thank you. I've been looking forward to Thanks for being on. Well, Austin Edwards, uh, you know, right now, Austin would like to do a lot, but sounds like his age is kind of kind of slowing him down a little bit. His age and maybe finances a touch and uh, uh, your sponsorship is, is what it's all about, Rowdy. Uh, but he's making them, you know, for his situation and his age, uh, he's he's making a good goal of it and getting some really great experience. Well, and, uh, you know, when he moves up into the ARCA series, You've got dirt, you got short tracks, you got uh, super speedways. They didn't have the road course on on the menu this year, Mark, but when we were listening to Ron Dreger in uh, Daytona, they said, we're not there this year, but that's something we're not taking off. We're just not showing up this year to the track. So I look for a road course to be back in the schedule, and that's According to them, the schedule's not very far from being out. Oh, I hope it's earlier than last year, Rowdy. We waited forever last year, remember? I know. I, I, we sure did. I mean, we sure I mean did. we had a good we had a big part of the schedule was announced, but they had a lot of races that they were finalizing towards the last minute and uh you can't announce anything until you have it in, in writing. And they've already, well, they started with Daytona. Uh, also, another track had been, Iowa has already been confirmed. So I know those two have been confirmed. But right now, we got three more tracks to go. Hey, and uh, doing a, they do a spring and a fall race. Yeah, and listen, they do a spring and a fall race at uh, Salem. And there's a reason for it, Mark. It's an awesome, awesome place to, Great racing. It's such a good track to watch them race on, Rowdy. Uh, Salem is exceptionally uh, fan-friendly and and interesting racetrack. Uh, It's old. It's beat up. uh, It shows its age a little bit on the track, but that's what makes the racing so good there. The amenities for the track are really nice. They have really good seats and stands. their food concourse, their uh, uh, souvenir shop, uh, they really have a nice situation there. And, and Salem is a must-see for any ARCA racing fan, that's for sure. 
Well, I'm not sure if you tagged it or if Jeff tagged it. Uh, the tracks is a cheese grater and those uh, general tires. Man, whoever comes out, who's ever got the freshest general tires are sitting on a rocket for the end of the race? Well, that's it, Rowdy. And I don't know if it was Jeff or I, but it, that sounds like us. And either one of us said that, and it is. It's it's a tough old racetrack. And that's what it's maybe. Maybe Arkler's version of Darlington. Uh, I think you're right. And that, that crossed my mind when they was talking about Darlington. Bundy Rowdy? Yeah. Yeah, because Darlington, yeah. Uh, the way the way they described it, it sounded just like, the surface sounded just like Salem. It probably is. And, you know, we... There's there's a few tracks we get to, Rowdy, not with just the Arca Series that have that surface that maybe if it was repaved would be nice, but it would take away the characteristics and the, the ambience of, of, the, of the track and, and the racing. It, it would just change so much. So uh, ask the drivers, they want to keep it the same. And uh, let's face it, uh, repave a track no matter how the size is. It's an expensive proposition. Yeah, it is. Uh, that track right there would, because uh, I know about five years ago, a little small local track had two inches added to theirs, and it was over $50,000, which I thought was still a good deal. I couldn't imagine what uh, paving Salem. Plus, it's, it, yeah. According to the uh, old-timers that was uh, at the campground that night that I camped out there a fall a year ago, <laughs> under that asphalt is still the original track from the 40s, which is brick, all but in, I believe they said in turn three at giveaway, and they dug part of that out and uh, compacted it back down and went and fixed it with asphalt. Oh, that's amazing. So it's the mini brickyard of Indiana, then. Man, that was uh, in the 40s. If you was building a race car track, that's, uh, you just went you went to the brick, to the brickyard brick to get brick. bricks. Yeah, you, you uh, brick, brick is, was not an unusual paving element back in those days, Rowdy. And uh, between the brick race tracks and uh, the old wooden board tracks, uh, they just couldn't do that stuff nowadays. Insurance doesn't allow it. <laughs> You're just the liability is just too much. Well, Mark, I tell you, I'm kind of hoping I get to make that uh, race. Though it's not, it's not this coming Monday night, but the. We've got Ralph Young coming on uh, the week before Salem, which uh, that's got to be rolling next week, wouldn't it? Because we're racing at uh, Lucas Oil this we week. So next, next week we have to get Richard out. Ag- that's right. So hopefully we'll have uh, Logan. We'll try to get Logan from the win this weekend. Uh, oh. Oh, Will. I love to have Will Kittle on. I mean, to come in second with what we have witnessed, some of the 
bad luck that they've had at the track. I mean, they've struggled at the track, but, you know, they make it back. And uh, just to see Will in second place uh, really they made me feel good. Rowdy, they had things happen to that team that nothing ever happens like that. It happens to the Kimmels, and it's, it's just a shame. And uh, I know it's not a win, but they've got to be ecstatic tonight at that second-place finish. And, you know, like we were talking, uh, you and I talked before, and uh, he, he actually was leading there for a few laps. He was. uh you know, maybe the dirt's kind of the equalizer for for a lot of teams, Rowdy, much like the short tracks are. So uh, we do them twice a year. There's no testing. You either get it or you don't. And uh, that's that's the that's the bare facts about going dirt track racing with Arca. Not well. If you looked at Will and the other drivers. Uh, you know, I, I'd love to see uh, Sunday's the big the cup guys on a, a dirt track, but you know, after you look at these guys' faces and uniforms, I don't think most of them want to get their cars or their uniforms dirty right now. You know, Rowdy, I I think it'd be a real interesting concept to have them on a dirt track, but. Realistically, there isn't a facility with a possibility of Eldora uh, capable of holding a uh, a cup race. Uh, they are just, you know, that that the cup is they're the uh, the king of the road. Uh, they're the the cream of the crop, and they should be. Uh, that's where the best go. Uh, but an Xfinity race, or you know, and we've seen the trucks at Eldora. The Xfinity race isn't that far-fetched to be running at a dirt track either. So maybe we keep it down with the trucks and the Xfinity leave cup where it's at. What do you think? Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, I don't know how you could turn Atlanta into a dirt track, but somebody somehow has got to <laughs> save Atlanta. You're going to lose Atlanta. Folks going to lose Atlanta. I, I'm sorry. I keep saying we went from two races to one race. You know, Darlington was two a year, and the crowd was absolutely great yesterday at Darlington, and and you should, because they they're lucky to still have a race at Darlington. Uh, there's a reason they still have that race at Darlington, and last night proved it, Rowdy. Uh, I just saw, I've seen the uh, the the race shows today, the internet, uh, what I've read. Uh, I'll go by what you tell me. What 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 was the racing like this weekend at Saturday and Sunday at Darlington like? Listen, that throwback, I think that's such a success. And Salem, um, we'll hear from Richard next week. Salem does a little throwback, and you know, um, they they had the some of the old timers were signing autographs, and uh, Will's granddad was there. And I'm telling you, Mark, yep. you, I didn't think we was going to get the race started on time because the line to to get the, those autographs and Sue Chief was giving away free T-shirts and you took them over there with about, what, six people were signing autographs. The legends were signing autographs and uh, you could walk through there and, and they would sign your Sue Chief 
uh, T-shirt and uh, give a shout out for them for uh, sponsoring the, the T-shirts for the drivers to have something to sign. It, it it was just a good promotional event, and you know it gets people a chance to see their their heroes that are no longer racing, Rowdy, and uh, that's a really cool thing. And you know, ARCA tries to stay within their you know keeping within their roots of the racing world, and uh, that's what makes them special. I I just hope that continues on for the future for them. Yeah, uh, me also. Um... Mark, and listen, while we're on this uh, crusade here about tracks, folks, get busy on Nashville or we're going to lose Nashville. And, and it's like BIR. Everybody now is outraged about it, but it was done in the secrecy of night. And, uh, hey, to Mayor Langford, congratulations on you being in prison tonight. Hopefully that's some of the karma for Terry, what you did over at BIR. But uh, I think Claire Formosa asked for everybody to go on to their page over at the City Hall in Nashville and tell them how you feel about it because it's going to take numbers. And uh, I don't know many uh, soccer fans don't watch soccer. I'm sorry. I'm glad everybody's got a place. But don't destroy what we got on hopes of, building soccer fans. Uh, I think part of the problem with Nashville Rowdy is it's such a big and fast-growing metro area. Uh, they, they want it, and they want it now. Uh, and there was some secrecy and scandalism with uh, their dealings with these the MLS and uh, the city of Nashville also. And that's becoming the light. But if you want to keep Nashville, I've emailed more than once. I've been on there multiple times letting them know not to get rid of the racetrack. Uh, I'm from, I don't know. I'm from out of town, and I spend a good deal of money when I come to Nashville every year, and I'm not the only one who does that. And uh, You're not going to get there with the soccer crew. Not at all. Hey, you know, t- listen. There's too many other places in Nashville. They got the dog park over there. That's great. Let, let, let's race. Let's, let us keep racing. Got the All-American 400 coming in. Mark, what's that date? October? October 5, 6, and 7, Rowdy. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway. Uh, super late models, pro late models. All the local divisions will be running on Saturday night. It's a lot of fun. It's a great show. We've been there for the past couple of years. You can't beat it. And the price, I think it's $10 to get in, Rowdy. $10. Yeah, I, I said that. It's an affordable. Somebody send over me something from Nashville that's, you're not going to buy no soccer ticket for $10. I don't believe you're going to get one, folks. It might be a more beautiful, sterile building, but there'll be zero history, and it'll be a pretty building. That pretty building can sit somewhere else. It's it's just not a sterile thing. You're you're right. Uh, The ambiance, 
uh, the Nashville Fairgrounds is beyond any others. Uh, we go to a lot of tracks every year. We experience a lot of different people at a lot of different tracks. Uh, Pensacola, Nashville, uh, the Midwest Tour, Arca themselves. Uh, we're, we're lucky to be able to deal with them. And uh, we want to continue to deal with them. We want that racetrack to be around for a long time. So, yeah, give them a give them a shout out. Get on the you know it's real easy to shoot an email to the the upper bigwigs at the Nashville uh, uh, City Council. Let them know what's going on. Uh, you know what's up. Well, if you're a Dale, if he was a Dale Earnhardt fan, for goodness sakes, man. And you've heard this, and you go back on archives, and we can play it. Tony said it. Dale Sr. brought Dale Jr. there to race and says, son, if you can win at Nashville, you can win at any track that they go to on the circuit. And uh, it rolls back to the – right, and it rolls back to the petties. I I remember seeing – some of the old cup races at Nashville on uh, what limited TV coverage we had back in the day, Rowdy. Uh, but, boy, there was there were just such exciting races. Well, the racing they have going on right now with their, their premier division and the, and the All-American 400 is second to none. You're going to see some excellent racing uh, that you can't see at other racetracks. So it, it's just as simple as that. Hey, here's another one. Just imagine racing uh, Marty Robbins racing it uh, in a Dodge. <laughs> and, you know, when you go to the race, the All-American, and uh, I know it was for the, the ARCA race there, but they had Marty Robbins as one of his race cars there. And what a beautiful piece of equipment. Rowdy had a quick little story about Marty Robbins and racing in Nashville that I heard quite a few years ago. But Marty had a contract to be at the Grand Old Opry at a certain time in the evenings to do his show. And the Speedway coordinated with Marty to be able to run the feature race early enough in the evening so Marty can get done with the racing and get over and do his show at the Grand Old Opry. So if that's not history, what is? Yeah, well, it is. It, it's it's everywhere. I, I fell in love with it, Mark. You know, when, uh, I, I was an old man before I got to uh, Nashville, but I, I'm looking forward to it. I think we do it, we do twice a year, and sometimes three times a year, and uh, I, always looking forward. To, it's easy to get on, easy to get off the major interstate, and uh, they put on a heck of a show there. I, I've been going to Nashville for about 40 years now, Rowdy, and it doesn't seem like it's been that long from the first time I went there for my first All-American 400. Uh, there's been a few years where they didn't run the race, but uh, the Formosas have brought it back and brought it back strong. It's a good well, race. <laughs> With a good field of cars, they run the pro late models. A hundred last before that, another good race, uh, and and for the price of admission, you can't beat it. Well, that and uh, you know, 
market at a facility like that, when you've got crowds of 10, 15,000 people, I think the max on that's over 17,000. But one of the things that you want is nice bathrooms, and they just got through revamping the bathrooms at Nashville. So, you know, they say it's old, it's deteriorated. One piece of that puzzle's done been fixed. Uh, you know, hey, it's not that paint does a whole lot. And uh, it's still the last, one of the last, very few of the last freestanding uh, covers that there's no poles in. It's all held up by, uh, it's held up by cables. It, it's really kind of an engineering marvel, the overhang of the, of the fairground seating. And uh, it's neat to, uh, to either be under it and, you know, for the most part, let's face it, Rowdy, I think you and I have only been under the cover of it once when we, uh, we uh, were assisting with a group of people and uh, we, we watched from the grandstands. But it's even neater to look at it from the uh, infield like we do most of the time and see it. And uh, you really appreciated what it's all about. And it was, uh, honestly, it was, you know, we, like you said, Mark, we don't get to watch many races. I've only watched one race from the stands. and. Uh, complete race and it was uh really great it's a great place i don't think there's a bad seat in the house there no the sight lines are really amazing considering that the track was built so long ago and sight lines were always taken into consideration uh one of the things they do is they keep the haulers out of the infield or in the low part of the infield where they do not block the view of the turns and you can see pretty much the whole track from any seat in the house Yes, you can. And then the famous bump out of turn two, and uh, the only person to give us the right answer was Chandler Smith, where he said he used that bump for his advantage. He, he used it to work for him. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the more interesting. I've asked that question a few drivers, Rowdy, and uh, his was the best answer, I have to admit. It, it was, and that come from, at that time, I believe a 15-year-old. He was 15 when he said that. And that's where we met Chandler, uh, 13 years old, uh, at the All-American. Yes, sir. And he qualified and ran well that race, too. Well, the thing about Chandler is there's not many races that he don't qualify good and usually up in the top five. He's just, uh, I, you know what? We've seen a lot of drivers come and go through the years. And, you know, now we're in the period where we're seeing 13, 14, and 15-year-olds a lot, a lot more than you ever thought we would. And uh, some of these kids have it and some of them don't. And is it because of age? I don't know, Rowdy. Uh, you, you, you stand in the pits and you watch them talk with each other and, play around and and you know uh it's it's hard to believe that these these kids are race car drivers and they're pretty darn good at it yes they are let me uh hey todd let me bring todd in here just a minute have we got a winner on the who was my first guest on the show in 2016 i have not been in the group to see anything yet To be determined. 
Uh, Don wanted to give out uh, John West Townley, but he was uh, he wasn't my first guest. I'm, we'll leave that for another question another night. But the first guest, um, there was two of them on the Rowdy Maglite show. That was uh, February the second, 2016. I had two guests that night. We got a hero card if you can get that. Uh, Lisa Green won the the first one. What year we started? And I can't believe that Burley Stein didn't get it because uh, Burley, Burley and Don both knew what year I, I started. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, and listen, uh, Mark and Todd, Don yeah, brought buddy. up a good. Uh, they Don brought up something really that I hadn't we hadn't mentioned, but. Why don't the heck they play that soccer game at the Titans field? Thanks, Don. You're welcome. I think we should send Don to Nashville to be the representative for Rowdy Maglite Racing and let them know what we think. What do you think about that? Hey, Don. He's the closest one to it. Take the soccer ball and the football and put and go to the city council meeting. Tell them you think that looks better if if they're both under one roof together. Hey, hey, well you you see where they've gone? They built that uh, super speedway forty miles from uh, downtown, and they're still racing in the fairground. That says a lot. You know, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh... Yeah, it, that, that beautiful facility sits unused, and the uh, the fairground battles on. Well, you know, you can watch, watch the um, watch the um, grandstands at a football game. You're not going to see it sell out. Nowhere near what what they thought it would. They got a football team up there, which I won't say much, but they're not what they thought they would be. But uh. You know, yeah, they just need to use that what they've got built and not go out and spend millions of dollars to build a freaking soccer stadium that ain't going to go nowhere either. Well, they don't have a team yet. I mean, and it's going to be a it's going to be a minor league. It's not going to be no major soccer team. Well, Nashville's, you know, like I said earlier, is is a Big growing metro area. Uh, they 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 want to have all the amenities of the big cities. Uh, and uh, coming from a big city, uh, we have two baseball teams, major league baseball teams. We have a football team. We have a hockey team. We have a basketball team. We also have a a metro area, not just Chicago, but within, you know, 25 miles of the city. Uh, we have seven plus million people. So you, you can afford all that. I don't think Nashville's population is anywhere close to that many, and I don't think they can really. The Titans and the, the Titans football team and their, their, uh, their NHL hockey team are about as much as they're going to get or be able to, to hold on to. They just don't have the fan base otherwise. There's not enough people there. 
Well, if you have problems getting a hold of the city council or anybody city hall, go on to the fairgrounds off Facebook, the fairgrounds speedway of Nashville, and uh, Claire can, can direct you. Yep, Claire can direct you to who you need to send it to and how to how to get it there. But I'm asking everybody, please go and take a few minutes out and and. Let's make a difference here, guys. I mean, I, this time next year, I'd like to say, hey, we ain't got to worry about uh, the fairgrounds being tore down because we're there. Well said, Rowdy. I, I couldn't have said it any better myself. We're going to lose a, a cherished jewel, and, and that's exactly what it is, a jewel in racing. And we can't afford to lose any more places like this, Rowdy. We we need tracks like the fairgrounds, and we need them bad. And we're starting to get a little swing back to uh, short track racing is making a little bit of a comeback, and I think the fairgrounds could be a big part of that. Well, there again, Adam Mackey with track, yeah, Track Enterprises was is responsible for getting Arca there. Wouldn't that make another great double header like it did at Gateway? Uh, with Track Enterprises when they had the ARCA on Friday, the trucks on Saturday night, and, and the crowd on Saturday night was over 17,000. So that would have actually filled the house at uh, Nashville. That would be overflowed at Nashville, Rowdy. And uh, I'd been there on the tracks. When they brought the Xfinity and the trucks back to, to Nashville a few years ago, those first few events – my wife and I were there. We weren't even married yet. We were just uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, and uh, we went down there for the weekend. And we had a hard time getting a ticket, and we were worried we weren't going to get a ticket. And we got standing room only at the last second. We were relieved to get there. Well, I wish I'd have been able to witness that. I know that had to have been great to have the trucks and Xfinity. That would be a great weekend, dude. When NASCAR, when the Cup guys took off, you had Arca on Friday night, trucks on Saturday, Sunday Xfinity race at Nashville. I don't know if a doubleheader is possible anymore, Rowdy, because of the fact that the dog parked and they lost all that parking. Yeah, that killed it right there, Mark. That hurt bad because they, they knocked so much parking out. Yep, yep. Unfortunately, that was one of the uh, after effects of what they did. And, you know, it was it was a negative towards racing. Well, you know, if I had a dog in Nashville, I'd grab, you know, need to go walk. At the walking park there, I'd grab my 9 millimeter and go walking with the dog. <laughs> there you go, Rowdy. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't see that as a uh, uh, an up-and-coming place to go and come and bring your pet. Uh, it's it's a nice – it's not uh, it's not like it's a bad part of town, but it, it's, it's an older section of town, and uh, – the dog park is probably the last thing those people needed, Rowdy. Well, that was just a chip away at the fairgrounds, guys. That's all that was, is just another chip, chip away at the stone there. 
Yeah, yeah, unfortunately that's true, Rowdy. So we'll uh we'll we'll keep up the good fight and either go to the Nashville City Council yourself or send them an email, go to the Facebook on Fairground Speedway, follow the you know, the the Formosas will be more than happy. Claire's more than happy to help you get uh get your email sent to them, so uh, I wish we lived there. We could go there ourselves physically, Rowdy, but we'll just have to keep the email process going, going strong. Well, that's right, Mark. To move on there, I know we 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 wanted to talk a little bit about it, but uh, congratulations again to Logan for winning on dirt, man. He's a uh, uh, like I said, he he comes mighty close at Springfield and. Uh, we, actually, I think you mentioned it. He had a really, really strong chance of winning at the coin, and he did. Yeah, yeah, he pulled it off. He, uh, uh, one of the dirt ringers, uh, was able to come in and and pull it off this time, Rowdy, and that's half the fun. That was kind of fun. It's neat, you know, young young man like him. He's uh, he's only sixteen or seventeen years old himself, Rowdy. And that goes to show without Elmore and the uh, composite package there that uh, anybody can win. You, you have to be able to drive a car to be able to drive an Archer car and win, Rowdy. And uh, we we get to see that every Archer race. Uh, there's 10 to 12 cars that are capable of winning every weekend. Uh, and uh, it, it just always makes for some good, interesting racing, and we're lucky to be able to see that right now. Well, Mark, it's been a competitive year. Uh, the 66 run in the ARCA se- Racing Series presented by Menards. Uh, three races left, man. It's over. This season has flew by. like to have been to more races with y'all, Mark. Appreciate y'all being there. Uh Every time that we wish you'd been with us, Rowdy. Every time they looked up, uh, we were somebody with Rowdy Maglite Racing was there, and uh, that that looks good for all of us, Mark, on Monday night. And you know, Monday night is a great night, but during holidays, has it the holidays it displays on us something because it's uh, either Christmas. This past year, New Year's, uh, now we got Labor Day. But, hey, look, for just a few nights like tonight, although the Monday nights, everything usually works out pretty good. So I like our our spot on Monday night. It's come to be the money my place to come, Rowdy, and uh, the Rowdy Maglite Show from uh, 7 to 9 Eastern, 6 to 8 Central, is the show to listen to. Uh, we don't give out a lot of stats. We don't give out a lot of hoopla. We we just uh, talk racing and get some good guests on the interview and just have some fun. That's what Monday, Monday nights are all about. Well, Mark, small turnaround. Uh, we weren't able to make it to the coin this weekend, but... Uh, I know you're headed to Lucas Oil. It's kind of a 
up in the air for me. If if it did happen, it's gonna be quick and back. And uh, you know I, where to find me this weekend, Rowdy, and we're we're well taken care of. Uh, uh, Track Enterprises knows that one of us or some of us are going to be down there this weekend, so we're all taken care of. Well, besides Lucas on Friday night, what's uh, Saturday night look like for you? Saturday night, I'll be back at Lucas Oil, Rowdy. They're running a uh, our good friends, Bob Dillner at Speed 51, is running the 51 Select. It's a super late mile invitational where they've invited top super late mile drivers across the country to come and compete for a 10,000 to win winner take all, no holes barred, super late mile action race. It's broken down into three 25 lap segments. And like I said, it's a winner take all. Uh, it, should be, it should be for an interesting race. They've got a good field of cars set up. Uh, a lot of people accepted their invitations. They're going to have a 30 lap qualifying race for those who weren't invited and want to compete in the uh, the race. So uh, we'll see a lot of good racing this weekend. And on top of that, Saturday night, they're running the USAC Silver Crown cars. So we'll see some good racing action this weekend, Rowdy. Hopefully the storm will, you know, the weather off of the hurricane will stay out of the picture of all this. Looks like it's going farther towards uh, the west and uh, going to stay out of our our little We'll keep our fingers crossed on that one buddy, yeah, that it doesn't come in and mess with our racing next weekend So uh, Mark, we're getting down close to the end here, I want to thank Austin Edwards and I just got a feeling we're going to be talking about Austin a whole lot and uh, I admire, hey listen, this this young man at 13 years old is trying to make a difference in the world. I don't know what the stray population is in, in California, but in Alabama, it's it's bad. There's a lot of stray dogs and uh, cats. And Hey, everybody, listen. If a 13-year-old can get this moving, help him with it. Go find you. If you're lost, go find you. Go to the local shelter, and uh, you go find you. You're going to find your pet there, or your pet will find you there. I I think it's more that the, the pet finds you. Uh, when we get, went to the shelter and we're looking for our, our, our dog, Rowdy, uh, she made herself known by being only the only quiet one. The rest of them were going nuts and barking and yelling and screeching and happy to see somebody and and uh, our dog just kind of sat there and waited for us to pick her up and y'all have spoiled bailey that's for sure you know yeah she spoiled us too it's a it's a duplicate it's a mutual agreement on that one uh you get a shelter dog there's a look you get from a shelter dog that you don't get from a a pure breed it's 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 a love that they're so glad to be with you it's incredible you know what to well, do, Rowdy. You know that look. Right. They know what it feels like to be on Skid Row. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, it's uh, she's she's a sweetheart. We wouldn't have gotten her any other way. We that's if if we get another pet, uh, 
we'll go the same route and, and we'll adopt a, a stray. So uh, that's just the way we are. Well, everybody, hey, until Monday night, we got uh, Friday night, Lucas Oil, uh, Mav TV. If you got, hey, a great place to watch a race. Grab the kids and go out to Lucas Oil. Rowdy, there's uh, discount tickets available through Track Enterprises. Uh, Lucas Oil Raceway is one of the premier short tracks to see a race at. Uh, Good, close, tight racing, side-by-side racing, no runaway racing. Uh, You're just going to see a good show on Friday night. We're going to see a good show Saturday night anyways. Track Enterprises puts on only good shows, so uh, looking forward to this weekend. And it'll be here before we know it. Man. And uh, we're down to about an hour and a half tonight. It's the holidays. We have to give it a little short break, Rowdy. And uh, thanks for letting me be on your co-host again. And uh, I always appreciate it. Have a good time. And uh, until next week, we'll see you. Keep that last shot at Mark. Gunner's life. This is power. This is tradition. This is Talladega. The biggest party of NASCAR returns October 12th through 14th. Autobahn Indoor Speedway is Birmingham's premier corporate events venue. When your team races together at speeds up to 50 miles per hour in their electric pro carts, they'll leave with a recharged new bond. They guarantee it. For more information on how to book your company event, visit AutobahnSpeed.com. Bring the whole family out to Talladega Super Speedway for the Kid VIP Experience. Kids 12 and under can choose from a number of great options behind the scenes, like guided garage tours, pre-race photo ops, and more. This is more than a race. This is Talladega.
Get you some, get you some, get you some laid back. 